One of the best things about being a mother is finding your so-called tribe. A tribe that serves as a soundboard when your mommy brain needs a release. A group that doesn't pass judgment and who understands what you're going through. And for a lot of us Pinoy moms on Facebook, Glamo Mamas is a safe space. So I thought it would be interesting to discuss discourse on this episode of Mother of Fact with none other than the community manager of the Glamo Mamas Facebook page, Trix Clasada. We discuss the responsibility of managing an online community, what's allowed and what's not allowed, and how reading insights from different moms shaped who Trix is today. Just a little bit of a disclaimer, Trix and I spoke via Zoom since she's all the way in the province, so please excuse the sometimes faulty audio. Regardless, the conversation on community and discourse is definitely worth a listen. Enjoy the episode! Hi, Trix. First of all, thank you so much for agreeing to talk to me on my podcast. Trix, you know, I've been following Glam O Mamas since I became a mom myself. And, you know, it was a time when communities of mothers were parang just blossoming palang. So can you can you tell me a little bit about yourself, Trix? Um, what you do, of course, uh, and how you started up Glamo Mamas. Okay, well, so I'm a mom of three, three young kids. They're seven, six, and three. We live in the province. We actually moved out of Manila in 2018 because we didn't want to raise kids in the city. So we're doing unschooling now. I'm an unschooling mom. I do a digital strategy for different clients, various clients, but one of them is Amanda. So Amanda actually is the founder of Glamo Mamas. So I'm doing community managing for her. So basically I'm I'm the admin of the group, but I don't own it. And Amanda Griffin Jacob owns it. So yeah, I've been doing that since 2018, but I've been a member since, like before that, when I became a mom also. It's been a couple of years, but our growth doubled when I came in in 2018, but the engagement really rose during the pandemic, right? Because, you know, moms, they can't talk to anybody and um, they need connection, right? They need connection. So they can't really, like, you have to, you know, they want somebody to talk to and all of that. So You mentioned you're the community manager. And I imagine that after being a mom of three, you know how important it is for mothers to have that community, right? You know, can you tell us a little bit about what you've seen as you've been getting these moms as part of Glamo Mamas? What is the Pinay mom like? Most of the moms that I'm seeing, they really crave for connection. They crave connection. They want to be seen. They want to be heard which I assume is not happening so much at home. <laughs> and so they're highly engaged in the group. But generally, yeah, they're kind, happy moms. You know, I, I love all our members and everything that Amanda and I do for the group. We really prioritize what the members would feel, what they would want, all of that. But that's what I've noticed is that, you know, and a lot of them are very blatant about it. They really say, moms, I need a friend, you know, I need to to talk to nobody hears me at home or, or I need some alone time you know and this group helps provide me that some comfort some advice on them. do people argue on glamo mamas like do you have arguments yes a lot of arguments within the group <laughs> really about about what like 
a lot of arguments. Uh, <laughs> so more recently, with the politics, right? So with political posts, and of course, there will be arguments from different sides. But for everyday things, like example, somebody talks about issues with in-laws. It's one of our most famous topics, too, right? So, you know, some would side with the mom, some would side with the husband, some would side with the mom-in-law. So, you know, they get into arguments in the thread. Yeah. Do you moderate that? I do, yeah. So right now, we have like 40 plus thousand members, right? So I I actually, I'm not like watching it 24-7, but a lot of them are active in reporting. So whenever there's like like a fight brewing or an argument, it's either they report or they tag me. So then I get involved. I definitely moderate. So there are group rules that you have to adhere to. I mean, before joining, the, the rules are very explicit, right? You have to check, you have to agree before you join. So I assume that everybody in the group understands that. Um, so it's very easy for me to be objective about it. Like, I don't take things personally. So as long as you don't follow the rules, yeah. you're out. So I'm, I'm not going to yeah, question it. I think that's, a, that's really what a good manager would do, right? You're not partial. Yeah. There. You're just, you know, follow the rules of the FB group, Definitely. right? Follow, just follow the rules. Yeah. I, I came across this one post by it might have been you but there were complaints down oh this this group has become too political or like the politics has seeped into this group when it shouldn't have yeah you know what is your what is your take on that on leaving politics out of things like mother groups honestly that doesn't make sense to me which is why i allow it but i'm non-partisan up until after mm-hmm. the elections, you know, but but before, like during the campaign period, I would allow every candidate's campaigns. Like I would allow it only because I feel like everything is political. I mean, the things that surround family life, like breastfeeding and education, healthcare, reproductive health. You know, like all of these things are political. So you can't just that this group has become too political. No, like, you know, our everyday lives are governed by politics, by the people we elect. So I think it's naive to say that, you know, it's, we're just going to talk about strollers and travels, right? That's not real life. And it affects not just you, but your kids. So I think it's important to have that conversation, especially now and like this season, especially in the season that's the most important in politics, which is the election season. Right? Yeah, I completely agree. Like everybody should have that conversation. And as a mother raising young kids, because I'm raising a five, a three and a one year old. I'm like you, like <laughs> I'm in your path. That's, yeah. that's, that's the path that I'm, that I'm on. <laughs> well, they ask questions about what's currently happening, you know, they see us go out and support candidates and then they find out that yeah. the results are out. Like, do you get a lot of posts of mothers who are struggling on how to tell their children about politics? I do more recently, mm-hmm. yes. We, we did have some of those posts because they don't know if their kids are too young to understand or... Let's say both parents are supporting different candidates, right? Like, how do they deal with that? All of yeah. that. Yeah. So that's, that's come out fairly recently, no? Yeah. It's coming out. In your honest opinion, since, you know, magkasunod tayo, I'm following in your footsteps. How young is, or how old is old enough to be taught how to vote for good leaders? 
so from my personal experience since my daughter my eldest daughter who's now seven she started reading when she was three or yeah mga three officially four let's say so we read books about like exceptional women and all of that and there will be questions about so example we talk about Anne Frank right so you're gonna have to explain things about Anne Frank like why did she have to do that why did they have to hide So there's a way to explain it that, I mean, that, yeah, that, that's easy for them to understand. They don't have to know the, the whole picture, right? You can discern what they're ready for. Or things like when you read about Rosa Parks, right? I mean, you're going to have to explain all of that, like segregation. And, you know, and I had to explain that to her. So it's the same way now in the season of election, of course, you know, my husband and I, of course, support her campaign for a, a specific um, candidate. And, She would see that, you know, and of course she could read, right? Yeah, so yeah, she, yeah. then the kids can read, so they know the name of our candidate, and they would shout it out. In fact, when we had to vote May nine, we had to tell them not to shout <laughs> at the precinct. I mean, at the polling precinct, just to be sure, like we had to orient them. So I don't think they're ever too young to know about like good and bad. First of all, right? That's really like the foundation of. You know what kind of leader do you want to have that that will lead you, and so you know before also we would talk about like their rights as tiny humans. You know like basic things like you teach your kids about example who has control over their bodies, right? So that's something you talk about when they're young, right? So that's also affected by the leaders that you elect, right? I mean, what will they allow? What they won't allow? Will they violate your rights? All of that. So yeah. I completely agree. I am also on that page. Like I want them to learn about it at an early age. No matter how ugly the state deba is, is in. No matter how ugly the picture is deba, they they have to know and they have to be ready. What is your personal take when it comes to your Facebook group of fiery opinions? Like, are you one of those people who manage that in Glamo Mamas also? Okay. Yes, I do manage that. So for me again, it's just if you're rude and you're not kind, or if the things you say are unnecessary, I take you out. I don't join the conversation. I never do. Whether I agree or don't agree with what they're talking about, I, I never like. I would never say my opinion. I would never like give my you know my two cents to anything. I'm always Switzerland. If you're adhering to the rules, great. If not, you're out. Or sometimes they would even okay. So this has happened a lot where they would message me privately. Yeah, and they would say to me like, okay, just the screenshots, blah blah blah, blah, blah. And I would say to them, but you're part of that conversation. So if you're asking me to remove her, I have to remove you too because you engaged in that conversation. So then they think twice about it. Oh wow! <laughs> and then I give them another chance, right? But if it happens again, you're, you're out definitely. So for someone who would spread like fake news, yeah, I would definitely like take that out. It's not allowed, you know. So. I'm very like objective about it, which is why you know sometimes also when I get accused, which happens also a lot, that I'm biased or like this, especially in this election season, this admin is so biased, blah blah blah, all of that. And I'm like, if I were biased, like you would be out of this group, believe me, you know. But I'm not. I want to hear everyone out. But when you're asked a question, you have to clearly answer it, right? You can't just say one thing and then not. 
you know, stand your ground about it. I like how you mentioned that they approach you like derecho. Yeah, <laughs> may mga screenshots with, pa. with screenshots, oh, with screenshots, yeah. and everything. You know, it's so scary because nowadays there have been a lot of accusations about these PR managers, PR agencies who accumulate like social media accounts, right? And they use that to sort yeah. of sway. And that's, in my opinion, that's that's pretty dangerous, especially if we're raising kids into Super. this world, right? It's part of our responsibility to teach them how to discern fake news from real news. As somebody who yeah. filters posts on such a huge you know, platform like Glamo Mamas, are there a lot of moms who fall victim to fake news? Definitely. There are so much. Even, and so sometimes I also have to admit that when I see a post, I've even like, been tricked. Mm-hmm. into like approving mm-hmm. a post that didn't have an actual basis until a mom would report it to me, like taking a double check and then I would do, I, would, I would do it and I would do, I would have to yeah, do yeah. it right so it's happened and and I don't blame anybody I mean so sometimes there are repeat offenders na parang alam mo ito talaga yung ginagawa nila <laughs> they really want to spread fake news pero yung the one by one that posts maybe accidentally or they really didn't know I mean the machinery of fake news is so intricate yeah, already, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's really, it's it's hard to discern now. You really have to know your sources, like where to go. Um, you can't just look at one thing and believe that's the truth. You have to double check everything now. Yeah, you really do. And, you know, yeah, it's so crazy, the stories that you hear of these groups being bought. Did you hear that? Yeah. And I always have to think if the groups that I'm in have been have been bought, alam mo yon, if bought, they've been infiltrated yeah. <laughs> or they've been used as some sort of propaganda. But you know, Glamour Mamas is still true to their word and yeah. butin alang because times are hard. <laughs> times are hard. Yeah, and you know, I also keep telling the moms that if you really want to have an honest discussion about serious topics. I, I really feel like this would be the safest place to do it because there's a misconception that it's become too political, too toxic, all of that. But for me, like, if you really want to talk about it with the people in the same space as you as a mother, right, um, as a woman, this would be the safest place. Plus, it's moderated. You know, like, I'm not going to allow people to, like, trash you or what in the group. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah in the next six years since elections just wrapped up and you know it looks like we're gonna be electing somebody new for the next six years yeah do you have like a sort of forecast of or just based on who is looking to run the country like what do you think the problems of the moms are gonna be in the next six years i'm already seeing it now actually which is example would be there's a lot of posts now about what history books are good for my kids, which is never a problem for us until now. I know. Yeah. yeah. I actually had to buy one also because I'm so concerned that, you know, history will be revised or that it will change. It already has changed, actually. Let's not be, I know about it. You know, it, it has changed already, which is what brought us here now in this situation. So that's one. And many things, like my son would ask me now if will they still be free? They had to ask, he asked me that. <laughs> and these are the problems we face as moms. Like we have to answer these questions now. Just the whole uncertainty mm-hmm. of it, I think, would be yeah. a depressing issue for, for parents now. 
because I like personally I, I don't know also yeah where we stand yeah. what's going to happen if they can get this far with that I, I don't know what else they're capable of so it's a scary thought it really is it, is. it really is before I let you go I just wanted to ask no like what are you teaching your children now that you're unschooling like what are they learning because after what happened you know you sort of want to take as much into your hands as you can you want to be able to teach because you're fearful that if you send them out into the world like they might not learn it but like what are you teaching them well for unschooling we just want our kids to first pursue what they're interested in okay that's the number one for us whatever they're curious about do not be afraid to explore it pursue it but also i think the most important now i don't know in this season of my life but also like with what's happening in the world is that they're not afraid to stand for the truth because there there can't be several versions of the truth right there's, there's only one truth. and so specifically for our family like you know i'm raising my kids my kids christian so at the end of it like in this crazy season right now with the elections you know when, when my son asks me about being if, if he's still going to be free i i don't know the answer to that but I do tell him that at the end of this, I know that God knows the end, right? Like he is in control. And so those are the values that we instill in our kids. I think that's the most important is to not hesitate or be afraid to stand up for what's right. And really encourage that in the everyday half. Because, you know, like in terms of maybe their feelings, when they're feeling something, I want them. I talk to them about it. You know, I have, I have open conversations with my kids about it. So I think that helps them understand that they like if they can do that at home comfortably, you know, when they're out there, they wouldn't hesitate also to tell people what's right and wrong. Because you know, with kids, them they're very black and white, right? Especially this age, it's the seven, six, fives. They're very black and white. Like you can't tell them, yeah, this person won, but you know, like you can't. It's just this person won, and I don't know what's going to happen, right? And it's it's bad. So. They understand completely you don't have to show your code. And so that's what I teach my kids. I'm honest with you. You be honest with me. I respect you. You respect me. You respect others. It's the same. I've been hearing or seeing a lot of of moms post that they can't quite function. They're a bit down from the results. And there have been a lot of child psychologists saying not to project your anxieties to your children, Devad. Do you believe that as well? I think it's so, I mean, of course, I'm not going to argue with a psychologist. Um, so if they said that, okay, <laughs> I believe that. But also, I think it's healthy to show them, like, if you're grieving about something, right? I don't know. I, I grew up in a house that had no feelings, kasi, and I ended up, you know, like, <laughs> not great. <laughs> so emotionally, <laughs> I mean, emotionally, I've had to, like, deal with so many issues, right? I don't want that for my kids. So... I'm definitely about sharing your grief, but also sharing hope. I think that's important because I believe it. It's not fake hope, right? It's more of right now I'm sad. I'm really, really sad about this. And I have to sit with my feelings first. Pero, but after this, you know, people can change. A lot of things that we don't know can still happen. So there's still good people out there, right? We still have our freedom now, all of that. So you you just have to share the whole spectrum, 
I think. Yeah. Your kids. It's, yeah, no. It's just sharing and letting them know that this is real. Because if you keep them, yeah. if you keep just showing them the positive or just showing them the no, yeah. it won't be enough. So it has to be the whole experience. I totally agree. Would you say that you know all of this based on the community and just reading comments and reading posts and just listening to advice and moderating it? Oh, yeah. I definitely learned a lot from many moms, you know. And I think for me, because I'm such a big empath, I feel like I understand people more because of the stuff I read on Black Moms. You know what I mean? Like, it really brings me back to earth that we are so different of us. You know, like, yes, we're all moms. That's great. We can talk about that. But our experiences are so vast and unique that I really am not in the position to judge you or to, like, tell you what to do even. Like, sometimes when I give advice, so when I read something, I want to give advice because that's my default as a person, but I really have to wait. Like, if I give this advice, how will it affect this person? I think about that. Like, example, it's a cheating situation, right? Like, my instant my instant advice is, oh my God, leave. <laughs> like, leave that guy. It's not worth it. But I don't want to say that because I'm so careful about the, the impact that it might have on that person. And so and so I've learned that through the group. And so when I, when I interact with others, I'm more empathic about them or I'm like I'm more understanding of not just where they came from but I'm like when you talk about empathy it's not just putting myself in your shoes but it's really like thinking about what you're thinking based on your makeup based on your yeah his upbringing on your genes right yeah your history all of that and so I carry that with me and I definitely learned that by managing the group yeah yeah that's gotta be something but again, you know, if you're listening and you haven't joined Glamo Mamas, there's a ton of discourse going on over there, no matter if it's strollers or, you know, the economy. It's all there. It's all there. No, but yeah, I just wanted to thank Trix, of course, for joining me and answering my questions in this age of discourse, diba. Right? You're really encouraged to have it and to speak out, no? So again, Trix, thank you so much. Thanks, Ricky. It's great. Thank you for having me. Mother of Fact is proudly an Anima podcast. Check out other great content by following Anima online at AnimaPods on Twitter and Instagram. Digging the podcast so far? Leave a rating and don't be shy to record a voice message for me. You might just end up in the next episode. Click the link in the description or hit me up online. It's at Ricky Flow.